Welcome to the Keys of the Kingdom with Brother Gregory of His Holy Church. I got the recording working. <laughs> so anyway, so I, I, I was going to do the show on corruption. And so we we just were talking. I didn't get it all recorded. If uh, I go back and get the recording from the station, I will put it in here. But uh, the corruption of Bear, of uh, the company that existed before Bear. Uh, had the patents on uh, making the Agent Orange, making the Agent Orange. Uh, we're still having uh, just unbelievable tolls of birth defects coming out of Thailand and and Vietnam, left over from when they were dropping Agent Orange everywhere to defoliate. They weren't just defoliating, they were actually trying to kill the rice crops to create starvation, which is a war crime. Because you're not supposed to make war on the population. And by destroying the rice crops, you are making a war on the population itself. And then spraying Agent Orange caused thousands, probably tens of thousands of birth defects. We have sown the wind and now we will reap the whirlwind. So if you go back and you look at our Nahum study, you will see that that is what's predicted when you go after... And seek your favorite harlot. Uh, the your whoredoms is what is going to bring destruction to America, to Australia, to to the Western culture of Europe. Uh, it's coming because of our whoredoms. And we explained uh, this morning on Nahum's uh, study. We were in Nahum three. What that whoredom is, and I mentioned Moses which is very important in understanding what that whoredom is. Because the caregivers of your society should be caring for your society like the love of a good wife or a love of your uh, mother taking care of you. If you hire it done, now we're talking people who will take care of you for money. They will take care and service your needs for profit. And that makes them prostitutes, whoredoms. But you're so used to going to benefactors who exercise authority. So used to living at the expense of others and depending for your livelihood on the property of others. You don't realize that you have dissolved the bands that connect a free society and make a free society strong. And during this period, your leaders made war on the innocent. And they still are making war on the innocent. And we've gotten used to it, accustomed to it. Uh, and we don't realize that we have gone a whoring after the gods of the world that make the word of God to none effect. And so anyway, if someone were just turning in, I, I see that uh, we've got a number of callers that have come on. They may not understand all of what we're saying. Uh, but that's why we created the Preparing You website. That's why I expanded this uh, 
Nahum study. That's why I still have the study on Alkali Lake and all the damage that was done there. You can go to uh, Preparing You, look up those things, and find out what I'm talking about. Uh, and and we're, we'll do recordings uh, left and right so that you can begin to understand the process of a free society as well as the process that brings you back into bondage. Because both of them you need to know in order to know how to get through the swamp. Because obviously Trump, Trump did not drain the swamp. And you depended upon him to do that, but he did not do that. So how do you navigate in this swamp? How do you navigate in the future of what's coming? You know, Frederick Nietzsche, who I some people consider him a genius, and uh, he said a lot of good stuff, a lot of interesting stuff. He looked at a lot of things differently. And uh, he was a very clever man. He was also a very foolish man. And he says, uh, whoever fights monsters should see to it that in the process he does not become a monster. And if you gaze long enough into the abyss, the abyss will gaze back into you. And of course now Nietzsche, he evidently got a venereal disease because he spent too much time in a brothel and kind of went mad towards the end of his life, which is... uh, common with that particular disease that he most likely had. I'm not his doctor, so I can't tell you, but that's the rumor. Uh, so, but it's true, is that we have become the beast that is devouring us. We have been biting one another to get benefits. And the New Testament tells you, be careful you do not bite one another, lest ye become devoured. We were not careful. Our pastors and ministers said it's okay to bite one another as long as you do it through governments that exercise authority one over the other. That's not good. That's not true. I know you guys who hear me regularly hear me say that all the time. But how many people that go to your churches think that's okay? It's okay that we bite one another, force one another to contribute to our welfare. You know, somebody said corruption is just another form of tyranny. And see, when you desire benefits at the expense of your neighbor, you're a tyrant. Because that's corruption. That's a covetous practice. And that's a violation of the Ten Commandments. It's a violation of the two commandments of Christ to love God and to love your neighbor as yourself. Because you don't love your neighbor if you force your neighbor to contribute. and Send men to your neighbor's house to force your neighbor to contribute so that you can have free stuff. And so somebody said, corruption is just another form of tyranny. And that's absolutely true. I Now, I don't know if he was reading a teleprompter, because that was Joe Biden who said it. But it's true, even though Joe Biden said it. So, you know, if you go back and read Ian Rand, Atlas Shrugs, she said, power, lust, is a weed that grows only in the vacant lots of an abandoned mind. Now, the power lust, power hyphenated lust, that is what we have, we have lusted for power. We wanted benefits. 
at the expense of our neighbor. And what we didn't want to do is take out the time that it takes to provide the benefits of a free society. And now we're so busy working 40 hours, 50 hours, 60 hours, 70 hours a week in order to not only make a living but to pay the taxes that are required because we're back in the bondage of Egypt, worse than it was in the bondage of Egypt. The bondage of Egypt, you only had to pay one-fifth of your income. Many people are paying half their income. I mean, if you, you, income tax is often 20, 30, 40%. But then you have to, you know, like, do you have state income tax? Do you have sales tax? Do you have property tax? Do you have gas tax? Start adding those all up in a column. It's far worse for you than it was in the bondage of Egypt. But it is that way. Because of your desire to be able to force your neighbor to provide you with, you know, free public school, free health care, take care of my parents. So that power lust is a weed that grows only in the vacant lots of an abandoned mind. That's what, when Adam and Eve fled the garden, They were abandoning the mind of God. They weren't going to walk with God anymore. When you you want to say that it's not your fault, that it's the government's fault, or it's the Democrats' fault, or the Republicans' fault, you're abandoning the truth that it's your fault, and your parents' fault, and their parents' fault. If you're not sitting down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands contributing on a daily basis to provide a system of welfare based on charity, you should not be free. And you will not be free in this cause and effect universe. Nietzsche, you know, he also said the the surest way to corrupt a youth is to instruct him to hold in higher esteem Those who think alike than those who think differently. Well, I think differently than a lot of other people. I think it's wrong to covet your neighbor's goods. I remember the first time the government offered me a benefit. And I said, I I, I don't want it. Why would you give it to me? They were saying, there's a lot of money here. We could give you some of this money. And I said, "What, what are you talking about? Because I I went down there to look. I I needed a job. I went went back to Wisconsin. I had a place out in the country. And I moved my wife into the house and had wood cut. And so now I was going to go out and get another job. I didn't have a job at that particular particular time. And uh, so I thought, well, I'll go down. I, I asked, you know, if there was anything in the paper. And there wasn't really hardly any paper. We were way out in the country. And so I went to the state employment place. And they they didn't give me a listing of jobs. They gave me this uh, song and dance that there was free money out there that they could get me because I was unemployed. I could get food stamps and I could get this, that, and the other thing. And I says, well, I didn't. I have money. We're not hungry. I just 
I'm just looking for work. I just thought you guys would have a listing of jobs that might be available and who might be hiring. Well, they didn't. So I never, ever went back there and I didn't take any of their free money. But the quickest way to corrupt the youth is to instruct them to hold in higher esteem those that think that it is okay to take the money. Well, you're making a swamp. You're being a tyrant. You know, that tyrant that Joe was talking about. Corruption. That's corrupting your heart to think that it's okay to take those benefits at the expense of your neighbor. That's not the love of Christ. That's That might be the love you get from Joe Biden. I don't know. And it's, that's what he said. Corruption is just another form of tyranny. And it is corrupt to want benefits at the expense of others where they're forced to contribute to your welfare. That's not going to create the bonds of a free society. You know, when I was looking for quotes on corruption, I wrote a few, and this is one I wrote. You can only abolish archism, because somebody on Facebook was talking about abolishing archism. Now, archism is this, this... idea that it's okay to exercise authority over your neighbor and force them to contribute to your welfare. That's kind of archism. And he says, you can all, I said, you can only abolish archism in your life if you try to abolish it in the lives of others, then you are an archist. You, you, you are that tyrant. This is the basics of the kingdom of God and why people need to choose to sit down in a charitable network of tents. So that you can, you can abolish archism in your own life while you're still young. I'm not young anymore. I've been trying to build this network for years and years, but all I can do is tell you about it. I can't force people to sit down in the tens, hundreds of thousands. You have to choose to do that. That's how you... You can't force people into a free society or it's not free. You become a tyrant. So all I can do is tell you, speak to you. This is the way to do it. This is the way to be a free society. You have to change. You have to repent. You have to think differently. You know, Carl Sagan wrote in his uh, book, The Demon haunted world what he said is history is this if we've been bamboozled long enough we tend to reject any evidence of the bamboozle we are no longer interested in finding out the truth the bamboozle has captured us it's simply too painful to acknowledge, even to ourselves, that we have been taken. We have been bamboozled. Once you give a charlatan power over you, you almost never get it back. So anyway, I wrote, American people have been bamboozled into thinking that we the people meant the average American living within the boundaries of the individual states. And it it simply did not. Supreme Court ruled that it did not. We the people was not the the average American citizen living 
in the individual states. They weren't a party to the Constitution, so why would you say we the people? And of course, there were arguments at the time it shouldn't say we the people. We the people are the people who signed it. And the people who became congressmen and senators and vice presidents and presidents, those are we the people. That wasn't the average citizen. But it is now. Because they needed collateral and you all signed up to be the collateral back there with Social Security. That's what... If you signed up for the benefit, you signed up for the debt. So when you see the debt going up by trillions of dollars, that that's your debt. The states created the offices of power in a, in a corporate government that we call the United States. And that has morphed over time, but our relationship to it is what is really morphed. It, it was to be outside of the states, but now you're outside of the states and you've gone and become a citizen of the United States. You weren't, there were no citizens of the United States before that. But because of your wantonness and covetous practices, the people have sold themselves back into the bondage of Egypt, like we said. You owe way more than one-fifth. So the only way back to liberty under God instead of bondage under the gods of this world who decide what is good and evil for you. Like it's evil not, you know, it's evil not to wear your mask. It's evil not to get the injection. It's, you know, it's evil not to take the benefit. And, you know, but abortion is good. Uh, coveting your neighbor's goods, that's okay. And you've started lots of churches that make you feel justified in that. And then you get patriotic about it. You know, like, let's let's have a war in Vietnam. Now, there were a couple of presidents who didn't want to have a war in Vietnam. But there are others that did. And they did it so that they could have more power. Now, and if they have more power, you have less power. You know, wealth is... you. I can produce wealth without taking wealth away from you. You can produce wealth. I can produce wealth. Your neighbor can produce wealth. And we all get wealthier and wealthier. But I can't produce power. If I get more power in the world, you know, other than, you know, like buy a farm and I have power over the farm. But if I have power in the world, that's the constitutional order and system of government. Somebody else is going to have less power. Because if I have the power to choose for you, you don't have the power to choose for you. I have it. And the way that comes about is through covetous practices. And one of the most covetous practices is the welfare system of the world, which is the antithesis of pure religion. And that's that's where you've gone. The free bread, the free benefits that FDR offered, the gifts, gratuities, and benefits are destroying you as a people. You know, somebody else said... Uh, Frank Herbert said, all, all governments suffer a reoccurring problem. Power attracts pathological personalities. People, offices of power is going to draw 
men who seek power. Offices of service will draw men who seek service. It is is not the power that corrupts, but that it is a magnet, a, a, a magnet. It is magnetic to the corruptible. It draws the corruptible to it. Now that's what Frank Herbert says, and he's somewhat right that. That if you create those offices of power, the men who seek power will seek those offices. This is why we have actually uncovered in Oregon several times, and and I know it's gone on in other states, uh, Oklahoma, uh, Kansas, uh, New York. Over the years, I've dealt a lot with people who children's services taking children away from parents, and the fact is we have found literally registered. Sex offenders, child molesting sex offenders, registered, working for children's services, where they got power over children. They were in power over children, and they were registered sex offenders. That's just a fact. And how did they get a a job in children's services? Because they had this lust for children. And they wanted to, you know, they can't go get your kids, but they can get the government where you have some family that's got maybe some problems. And they get the child taken away from them. Who takes the child away? Children's services. Well, when they take the child away, that child is vulnerable. They, We actually caught children's services making a porn video in Oregon. They got away with this. And they were passing it around. It was, it's literally was a video of a child in their custody. A young girl in their custody. Dancing around nude. And they made a video of it. And they were passing it around. Copies around amongst the people who worked at children's services. And they got away with it because the judges covered it up. Because, you know, in the Oregon Constitution, it says you have the right to decide fact and law. And a jury of your peers gets to decide fact and law. That means that if something is is illegal or illegal and you want to do it, but it's morally a good thing that you do it, the jury can let you off. They can overrule the law. Because the jury doesn't just decide the facts of the case, they decide the law. Not even the judge can decide the facts and law. It would be the jury, you, the people. You don't do that anymore. It's still in the Oregon Constitution, but you're at an administrative course. You go read our article at Preparing You on Juries. We explained it in detail. I, I I go all the way up to the head of the administrative courts in in Oregon, and I get them to show how this process works, where you waive your right to decide fact and law. You can't be a jury. You won't even be on a jury. You won't be able to get a jury that has a right to decide fact and law. Some corrupt judge may get to decide for you. I've got lots of stories about that over the years. But 
That's the problem with the world. That's the corruption in the world. What about the corruption in you? Are you slothful? Because the slothful should be under tribute. And that's why you're under tribute. That's why your your governmental system is out of control and going crazy. And the world is about to go through an economic collapse, foreign invasions, earthquakes, <laughs> you know, all the stuff that the Bible is uh, predicting. And when it starts to happen, it'll be too late to sit down the tens, hundreds, and thousands because you'll be just too busy. You think you're too busy now? Wait till then. This political corruption, this social greed, and Americanized quasi-socialism can ruin even the most wonderful places. California. Prove that. That was Tiffany Madison who said that. I just quote her. But quasi-socialism. That's the covetous practices that we have engaged in that have corrupted us and drawn us more into corruption. And we need to do something about it. We need to go the other way. Henry Kissinger, God love him, said uh, corrupt politicians make the other 10% look really bad. (laughs) In other words... He's telling you, 90% of your politicians are corrupt. Now, we showed recently in articles in Oregon that uh, 80%, at least 75%, and probably 80% if you count all the mayors and everybody, congressmen and senators and governor, were all in violation of Article 2, Section 22, to the tune of millions of dollars that were padding their own pockets. And they wouldn't do anything about it. Congressmen wouldn't do anything about it. Senators wouldn't do anything about it. The the government wouldn't do anything about it. The Justice Department wouldn't do anything about it. The State Department wouldn't do anything about it. The governor certainly wouldn't. She's $20 million. Had padded her pocket from George Soros and everybody else. It's just a matter of public record. It's not a secret. Media is not telling you. But we expose the fact, and we, you know, we have a list there. You go Article Two, Section Twenty Two at Preparing You tells the whole story, tells you all the court cases, shows you all the stuff. That's all written by me, put out there, and with footnotes so you can go look it up for yourself. They are all thieves and scoundrels and classified felon felons. That's what the law says. They are felons. Kate Brown's a felon. 75 to 80% of your congressmen and senators are felons. Your mayors are felons. Because they were all in violation of Article 2, Section 22. And some of them, some of this is grand theft. It's just a fact. I pointed out to citizens they don't even know what to do. Some of them say, well, my favorite politician, he... He's in violation. He should step down then. Oh, I don't want him to step down. All those other bad guys, we want him to step down. Your guy is a bad guy. Your guy is a liar. Your guy is a thief. Your guy is a felon. And you want your guy in there. Because you're corrupt. That's right. You're corrupt. 
That's why you got corrupt leaders in positions of power. Because power attracts the corruptible. You're corruptible. Anybody who seeks it, I mean, like you, that you want to use your vote to get power. Here, I'll give you a quote. The state must declare the child to be the most precious treasure of the people. As long as the government is perceived as working for the benefit of the children. Have you ever heard that? For the children? The people will happily endure almost any curtailment of liberty and almost any deprivation. It's for the children. Well, that's Adolf Hitler. <laughs> so, <laughs> he knew it. How many, anybody who says, it's for the children. Public school, is that for the children? No, public school is not for the children. You're not doing your children any good service by sending them to public school. You're, you're doing them a disservice. You should get them out of public school. You're corrupting your children. You don't think so? Look around. What's corruption? Desiring benefits at the expense of others, that's corruption. Now, if you have a government job, I'm not talking about that. If you have a government job, you're working. You're giving them the labor. The fact is, all of you have a government job because every job is a government job. (laughs) My job is a government job. I just work for a different government. I work for the kingdom of God. I work for Christ. But most people who work in churches are actually working for the government of the world. And they're sending you to the government of the world to get your benefits, which is the whore, the the familiar, the favorite, the most favored harlot. The governments of the world who provide you with such wonderful benefits. To oppose corruption in government is a higher obligation of patriotism. That was uh, G. Edward Griffin. We have a lot of stuff on G. Edward Griffin. I don't have any particular page on him, but uh, he's done a lot of stuff trying to expose the corruption of the people as well as the government. Because if you don't want to look at the people's corruption, you're not going to solve the government's corruption. This is the problem. You can't get rid of swamp monsters if you are a swamp monster. You have to rise above the fray of swamp monsters and become a child of God. In order to do that, you have to repent, sit down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands, and start caring about others. That's one of the things I talked about this morning on Nahum, is that when destruction comes as a whirlwind, as a flood, as he's, he's saying, wait till we get to Ezekiel and see what he says. By the time we get to Ezekiel, because we're probably going to do Habakkuk next, But by the time we get to Ezekiel, Ezekiel will be unfolding before your very eyes. Much of it is actually already unfolding before your eyes. You know, the Gog and Magog and all that stuff, that's already, it's in place. But anyway, uh, if the police are, are corrupted, it is not by their limited powers but by our apathy and failure to exercise our own responsibilities to our neighbor concerning what Christ called the weightier matters. 
So what are the weightier matters according to Christ? Everybody should know that. Everybody who listens to me with any kind of regularity should be able to say the weightier matters are law, judgment, mercy, and faith. Well, I was I wrote that in response to somebody talking about police being corrupt, and some police are corrupt. But what corrupts them is your apathy. And it's the same with government. If politicians are corrupt, it's because you haven't been tending to the weightier matters. Now, does that mean you have to become the entire social welfare system for the whole world? No. Does it mean you should start throwing money out the window to every homeless person you see? No. It means if you sit down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands, you should start considering the weightier matters. If anybody out there is in the Colorado, join our network group, join the Colorado group, and ask where's the meeting taking place because there's going to be a meeting tomorrow in Colorado. And you ought to go to the meeting. (laughs) It's up in in, uh, Wellington area. But if you want to know the specifics, you have to join the network and ask on the network, where's the meeting? <laughs> and so anyway, only about half of all Oregon Department of Correction employees are fully vaccinated against COVID-19. Not that anybody's actually vaccinated against, I don't know what they mean, vaccinated against COVID-19. If you're vaccinated, you can still get it. Yeah, you're you can still spread it. Not so if you have natural immunity, but if you've gotten a vaccine, you can still get it. They only are suggesting that you will get it uh, with lower symptoms, less symptoms. And you probably would get it with less symptoms, which means while you have it, you will go out and interact with all kinds of people spreading it to them. When I was talking to this lady about the alkali lake uh, situation, she wanted to get. She saw articles that are still published out there on alkali lake, and she wanted to know what she could do about it. Uh, well, I word can we? Can she want to know? Can you sue the government? Well, that's like saying, can I sue my neighbor? Because <laughs> the government's not going to give you anything except what they take from your neighbor. And it was carefully done. I'm not going to get into all that. But the point was is that she, in the course of our conversation, I said there's a lot more dangerous things out there than Alkali Lake with its 55,000 gallons of toxic waste. There's the vaccination. People are injecting it into their arms. I'll be canceled if I say this on Facebook, but the reality is that's what... Malone says, Bhakti says, uh, uh, Montagnier says, it's a bad deal. You shouldn't be getting this. All the variants are coming from the vaccinated. But anyway, she told me a story. Well, she she has a friend, uh, the husband and the, the wife, they just got vaccinated. And uh, they both got completely vaccinated. They're fully vaccinated. And they got a little ill, but they were okay. But their daughter got Corona. And she got sick and had to go to the hospital. Because the daughter was only 10 years old. She was too young to get the vaccine. So she had to go to the hospital. And, you know, if she had gotten the vaccine, it would have saved her. No. 
what she got is two parents who got vaccinated and the shedding killed her. They shed the synthetic virus that was in the vaccine. It spread to her or a variant thereof and she died. Because it wasn't killing anybody before. wasn't killing little kids before. It's starting to kill them now. So all these people go out there and they think, oh, we have to get vaccinated if it's for the children. You're killing the children. You're setting the children up to a holocaust. And I predicted this to, to our ministers on the network. I've told them, I'll say it out here, might as well tell you, there will come a time, very likely in the near future, where you will be looking for a refuge to send your children away from you. Because to be around you threatens their existence. Because you already got the vaccine. Now some of you may not get the vaccine. You still will want to send your kids away because all your neighbors got it. That's a reality. And I can say that and they won't cancel me because hardly anybody's listening to this. But I'm telling you, I'm prophesying it, I guess. It's just common sense. I didn't didn't get a revelation. Although I have had some revelations in this matter. but uh, And other people have told me the same. But they didn't put connected dots. But now I see the dots connecting themselves. Because we're farther along in prophecy than you may want to know. But anyway, like I said... Uh, you know, 40% of the correction employees and contractors of volunteers uh, in the correction area of Oregon, only 46% are vaccinated. But if you go over to the Department of Environmental Quality, the DEQ, the ones that were saying that Alkali Lake is not a problem and that all is out there is, you know, like the... Uh, We'd be gone spray that's under your kitchen sink. Totally a lie. Totally a lie. But the DEQ, 93% of them are vaccinated. What is different between the people at the DEQ and the people in the Department of Correction that the DEQ goes out and get 93% of their employees vaccinated and only 40% or 46% of the people who are correction employees. Now, they're trying to force all those people in corrections. Others are, they're ready to leave. They're not going to get it. Some of them got exemptions for a little while. But what is this, what is this going to add up to if Montagnier is right, which we talked about at the beginning, may not get onto this recording. If, if the dying really starts, I mean, they talked that we will need Incinerators. And to incinerate the bodies. There's actually a prophecy where people will start to turn black from the bleeding, internal bleeding. That they will have dementia because it will attack the brains and the nervous system to the brain. Now, I'm not a doctor, so I can't say this, but this is what doctors are suggesting now. It's, it's, you know, when I first saw this coming, I, 
flashed on the quote from Treasure Island. Thems that die will be the lucky ones. Because it's going to be painful. It's going to be painful to see your loved ones dying. Uh, if this is the case. I could be wrong. I don't think so. So, anyway, we're at the end of the program, but uh, I also worked on our article on predestination, and I added more to that, so you can go look at that. I added more to the article on Moses. I added a section on locusts and caterpillars and all that stuff uh, So in prophecy, so you can find it out, but join the network. And gather with other people with the love of Christ in your heart to come together to sacrifice because that's the only way to come in the name of Christ. Until then, peace on your house and may God be with you. God bless. You have been listening to The Keys of the Kingdom with Brother Gregory of His Holy Church. For more information on the educational ministry provided by His Holy Church and Brother Gregory, including services, counseling, lectures, books, and other audio materials, please write to His Church at Summer Lake, Box 10, Summer Lake, Oregon, 97640. You can also find us on the web at www.hisholychurch.net.